0: live from the ESPN 690 and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What is happening? Tuesday in Jacksonville and beyond. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos. Good to be back. Thanks for... Uh, Welcome back. Taking over for the last few days. You're all good. Do anything fun and exciting? Not really play a little golf yeah I play a little golf yeah that didn't really get in the way of i guess it got in a little bit of the way of uh of what have been coming in so it would have been like half shows if i did that so uh good to, good to catch a few days and and uh here we go back at it once again uh you guys covered it so i'm not going to sit here and 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 discuss everything that happened the last week mm-hmm. or the last five days or four days whatever it was but uh J.J., was a big story. There's yeah. one thing I do have a question. I, I was talking to somebody about this. I think it was Ty, actually. And I, and I mentioned, why would he pick Arizona yeah. in the NFC West? And it just got me thinking a little bit about that. So, I mean, you, you guys probably already talked a lot about that. But I just had a thought of why, um, why that division of all places. Uh, and we'll, we'll chat a little bit um, about that. I know you got into the Alex Smith stuff quite a bit. Uh, and I know where you stand on the Alex Smith front, I think, don't you think the Alex Smith front is more, uh, it's going to be up to him, right? I mean, first of all, in terms of, like, sure, the Jags would say, hey, maybe we'd like to do something like that. That makes some sense. But if I'm Alex Smith, I want to go play, and so it could be Chicago. It could be New yeah. Orleans. It could be you name the plays, but it's, I want to see if I can play first. Uh, Any quarterback Mm -hmm. would sign up for that. Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, if Alex Smith was
1: to come to Jacksonville, he understands that he's going to be in a backup role. Now, assuming that Trevor Lawrence's shoulder heals up like it's supposed to, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the day one starter. So if you're Alex Smith and you're coming off a of, you know a season where you went five and one essentially now despite what the what your touchdown to interception ratio might say you still went five and one I think you want to be a starter in this league so I think there's better options than Jacksonville per se like Chicago right now that is in kind of need of a quarterback and obviously Nagy uh, and Alex Smith have had a relationship in the past so. That could be a better fit than Jacksonville, but maybe you get him at a hometown discount because of Urban Meyer.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll see uh, if that's the case. <laughs> I guess we always assume, too, like that Alex Smith just wants to be with Urban Meyer. <laughs> <Not> true. <laughs> just because he played for him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the funny thing yeah. is, like, I'm sure you could have played for a lot of coaches you might not want to go back and be with. Exactly. All is quiet on the Jags front. There's really just not a lot happening uh, in terms of the public view. I'm sure there's a bunch happening behind the scenes, but checked in down there again today, and it's just, there's not a lot. I mean, we've got free agency on the horizon, but I, I think it feels like an empty space because of the n- no combine. Mm. I mean, you know, I mean, this would have been a weekend, last weekend and the last two days, even before that, where the combine was, and you have a chance usually to talk to Meyer and Trent Baalke and, and and all the obviously draft prospects, you just don't have it. So there's no stories coming out of that part of the NFL world, which is pretty unique and uh, just different. That's what's different so far this off season um, is that part of it. You know, there is going to be when this league year starts a bevy of, uh, topics and we just don't know how it's going to shake out from 17 games to what's going to happen in the off season, players say hey let's just keep it the way we had it last year and then of course free agency will begin when the league year starts too so those are just a few of the questions that will take place uh looks like we're heading to 17 games i mean mm-hmm. you do you mind 17 games Uh, no, I
1: mean, at the end of the day, it it is more money. I think if the players are compensated, I mean, I'm not sure like what the percentage, like listen, to get 17 games means that you have to give up something else if you're the NFL. So I'm not sure like what went into that agreement, but I assume the players get some kind of benefit there.
0: Well, yeah, and what's interesting is from a compensation standpoint, you could argue that they're getting less compensation in 2021 because the cap's going down. Yeah. But there was – what else happened over the weekend is or on Friday was a leak of new TV deals, mm-hmm. and the TV deals are enormous. So mm-hmm. if you look down the road a little bit, you're talking about uh, no problem increasing that cap. Sure. You know, the, the TV deals take care of a lot. And the NFL is one thing that, that I mean, most leagues operate this way. Most colleges now operate this way in terms of leagues that that TV deal covers a bunch. It it, it saves them from poor tickets, anything like that. So uh, you really can't cry any of those things if you're NFL owners. I mean, they are getting just a blank check almost most from the TV deals that then can support players and more. And so I think uh, This would just be a little bit of a blip in terms of that that number going down. That was agreed upon um, in terms of the salary cap. And then I think it will go back up. And not only go back up, but we could see a skyrocket because of these new two TV deals taking place uh, with the NFL and and all the networks. Um, I think even ABC is going to be in the mix on that. And they haven't been from a Super Bowl standpoint uh, in a very long time. I don't even know when the last time uh, that was. Uh, We hit March. That means uh, bracketology. That means March Madness. We're going to have that. Was that the only thing we didn't have last year?
1: Um, We're going on a calendar WrestleMania. year of the pandem- <laughs> pandemic. Well, I mean, there was a WrestleMania. It just was there different. There was WrestleMania. Yeah, it was, it was different, though. Everything was different. was different. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> um, yeah, I think March Madness. Like, I mean, you can make an argument for, like, the college wrestling uh, tournament and
0: stuff like that as well. Well, you're I mean, right. Uh, there was all, really, the the two big things that got canceled. Spring sports. Yeah, yeah right. Collegiate mm-hmm. spring sports got canceled. Yeah. Uh, high school spring sports got canceled. hmm And but I think from a paying attention to everything from a broad standpoint, I think it was just March Madness. Mm -hmm. And I say just March Madness. That's a huge thing. Of course. I mean, you think about like the fabric of sports fandom Mm -hmm. and where does March Madness fit? It's pretty dang big. Yes. You know, Vegas sees a spike. Sports bars see a spike. You don't even have to have local interests. You know, this I, I try to tell people this is not a huge basketball area, Florida and Kentucky. Played on Saturday afternoon. It actually did a little bit more of a rating than I thought it might do because I've seen it in the past and it's done nothing. Uh, and it did a two rating. That's like not much. Florida, yeah. That's Florida and Kentucky. And I understand Kentucky's down and Florida's not like a top five team in the country. But it's still Florida and Kentucky basketball in Jacksonville. Yeah. And hardly anybody was watching it. You know, Now, you'll get a little bit of a buzz. I even think you get more of a buzz. If JU or UNF make it to the tournament, like, I, I think that creates, like, a week of hype and, and people are talking about it. It's just unique. Uh, Florida and Florida State the buzz will pick up for them once they enter the Sweet 16. Sure. But nobody's getting crazy about them in the opening round or even the round of 32. You start going to the Sweet 16, now you can start counting down the times and, and the games and the wins, and, and that makes some sense. Florida does not look like that kind of team, by the way. Florida State may be that kind of team. But as good as Florida State is, and uh, we love them right here on ESPN 690, you can hear the basketball games, they're not a big ratings draw on the TV side of things. I mean, people aren't sitting there talking about – Florida State hoops left and right, um, even though they might be in Tallahassee right now, they should be by the way, they should be i mean it's an unbelievable story what Florida State has done. Leonard Hamilton, by the way, get an extension yesterday uh, for a handful of years, but we the bottom line is we love the bracket mm-hmm. like we like Gonzaga and Butler and those schools just as much as like a local team because it's part of the bracket, sure, and the bracket is actually something that. Before fantasy football became big, mm-hmm. there was the bracket. I, you know, people root now in the NFL for their fantasy football teams. They don't necessarily root for the Jags, Dolphins, Bills, et cetera, mm-hmm. at large. They root for Kyla Murray, you know, uh, name your guy yeah. to play well and win your fantasy league for, for bragging rights. Well, before that existed was March Madness. You root for your bracket. Mm-hmm. I don't like Gonzaga. I pick them to win the national championship, so I root for them. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah, no, you're not, you're not lying, man. So I think it's it's an interesting, um, it's kind of the way our world has gone a little bit in terms of, because of fantasy football. But it, it's not like that's new. I, I think March is like the first thing, and really one of the few things in sports that you really didn't link to a team. You link to what benefited you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From a bragging rights, um, a water cooler story, and, you know, at times they were illegal brackets. Now it doesn't <laughs> seem like anybody cares.
1: No, listen, we we live in a society, let's not kid ourselves, that we love to gamble. We, we love to, um, you know, do these brackets with our friends. And like you said, fantasy football has kind of taken over, but essentially. The bracket is kind of like the original fantasy sport, so there's definitely a need for that. That's why sports bars are always packed during March Madness because teams want to fill out their bracket, and you can you can talk back and forth. And it's funny too because like with fantasy football, there's definitely some type of skill, as I'm gonna say, because they obviously have one one and I've gotten second place. So I like to say there's some skill involved in it. But like with, with the bracket, like yeah, there's some skill, but you can have an expert come on TV and say exactly who you think is gonna win and how it's gonna fill out the bracket, and then you can have like someone that doesn't even watch college basketball can win the whole thing. So it gives everybody a chance. And that's what makes it so appealing is you, you can pick the bracket based off of mascots, based off of what you know about that school, based off of your college basketball knowledge. You can pick up record any way you want.
0: Usually um, there is no exact science to it, so it makes it appealing to everybody. Kind of like the last year when I went to the finals in fantasy football and there I auto-drafted go. There you go, man. So it can happen. It can happen. Uh, but I think that's what it is. I, it's, I don't know if there are many things in sports that are like that, mm. right, in our fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think of sports that, uh, of course, people gamble now on sports all the time. So if you have money on the NBA or whatever, college football, whatever it might be, well, then, of course, you have rooting interests, and you really don't care about the, the team. The lo- Heck, some people probably hedge it against their own rooting interests and in teams. Uh, but – I just don't know. I mean, March Madness is probably the original thing that it caught on to the point where it almost paved the way for fantasy football. It feels like like somebody caught that idea, probably looked at that bracket and looked at the appetite for it during the month of March Mm -hmm. and looked at like no rooting interest other than just trying to be the best on that piece of paper and beat your buddy and and talk about at the water cooler and win 50 bucks, whatever it was. They took that. And, and fantasy football became a thing now again, I have no idea if the two were correlated. Might be a nice thirty for thirty if they were but uh it, it seems like they're one of a kind like to the point now where we just there are less and less people that root for sports teams like teams in the NFL. You have your 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 base and you have your um passion, mm-hmm. and if your team's doing well. That's great, but it doesn't take the cake every week. Like it, it's really. I think people first of all check their fantasy team, and I know for like diehard Jags fans, you're saying you're crazy. Yeah, I in this city maybe we are, but there are only thirty two NFL cities. Sure, and so if you think about people in Orlando, you think they care more about the Jags, the Bucks, the Dolphins, or their fantasy team. That's my point. Yeah, people in San Antonio, they probably care more about their fantasy team, and and to that. Degree, I think it's uh, the bracket wins. Listen, Duke might not even make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Indiana, Michigan State, teams like that might not make the tournament. Those fans are not going to not watch the oh, tournament. Of course. They're going to yeah. play along, yes. you know? So it's a buffer um, to your emotions almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's kind of the hedge of the heart. <laughs> well, it, it, it's almost like, listen, it, obviously Duke
1: has been known for going to the tournament, and it would be weird if they didn't make the tournament this year and if you're a duke fan like well, let's be honest like duke's kind of like the notre dame of of college basketball like, there's a big giant fan base um, of Duke fans, and there's a fan base that can't stand Duke, but like you enjoy them being in the tournament. Well, if they're not in the tournament, you're a fan. Like you're still going to fill out a bracket, and you're still going to kind of put that to the side and, and corner that, and put that on the back burner, and be like, all right, let's not worry about Duke this year, but let's see what I got going on my bracket. Like I guess the, the bracket is like another sign of hope if your college basketball team doesn't do that well.
0: I love Joe Lunardi coming on the show uh, in the four o'clock hour, so uh, we talk a little bit about the bracket and bracketology and where it's at and how it looks different and. And this could be fascinating now in this March just because some teams could have to just forfeit Mm -hmm. if they can't make it because of COVID-19. You could end up with lower seeds uh, or higher seeds, depends on how you look at it. But you could end up with the upset pick because the team didn't even play. Mm -hmm. I mean, in theory, it is plausible to have like a bunch of double-digit seeds be deeper into the tournament without even winning. It could be based on forfeits. Sure. So uh, it's going to be a wild ride, I I think, this March. But the good news is um, we got it back. How's Fight Camp going, by the way? You're about a week and
1: a half away. About a week and a half away, man. Staying healthy, which is the most important
0: thing. But yeah, Fight Camp's going great. this is like the part you look forward to because i would assume i think in our past discussions yes and as a former swimmer i would know this that the taper is about to begin
1: yes the the taper is definitely about to begin we got about probably four more hard days of training uh and then the the taper uh can be established um but no i mean everything is going fantastic uh probably feel the best I've ever felt in terms of health and being in shape so yeah now comes you know the the, the hard push towards the end and then it's just chill in the next couple of weeks cuz I don't have to obviously cut any weight which is always a nice thing when you're a fighter
0: and we're looking March 13th, March in, 13th Orlando in Orlando still, Orlando. right yes sir and
1: a common opponent common opponent a guy that I fought uh probably 2 years ago now I would say Was it
0: the same guys during the players yeah, week um, that you fought over was here. The players,
1: yeah, the guy at the Morocco Shrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would been, been that's the players. It. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah a good call, man. Must be something
0: about the players. Man. Must be something about the players, it, man. Uh, so his name's Brad Taylor. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. and he's a local guy.
1: Uh, he's from Georgia, but I think he's lived a little bit in Jacksonville. Okay, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So how much do you look at that fight from two years ago? Yeah, and break it down, so, and how much you think he'll do the same? Yeah, so you definitely have to break it down because that was his last fight. Oh uh, really? Yeah, he hasn't, fought, yeah, fought, he hasn't since? fought since. How many? You've had like four?
1: Uh, three? I've had three since then. <laughs> so, um, it's definitely a fight. You got to break down. Uh, you see his habits now. I'm expecting him to be a different version of the guy that I fought two years ago. Just like he should be expecting me to be the different version. But, um, what you know, like what? Where my mindset is, like, it's like it's kind of like my first rematch, right? I've never had a rematch before. Okay. And usually, when someone wants to rematch you, because he called me out, um he saw something in my game that says, well, you know what? I can beat him. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I got to show up everything and make sure that what he saw was a mistake and he can't beat me, you know? So, um, this fight camp has been more of just cleaning up the basics, um, staying tight to what I do very well, and obviously, uh, don't go to positions I don't want to be in. Simple as that. That's a, that's a little bit of a
0: cat and mouse game. Little
1: cat and mouse was... game, yeah. A little bit of a queen's gambit.
0: How often, uh, is, uh. Sicilian style, by the way. <laughs> How often? I still have 50 minutes to go. You still that. watch that, man? No. Ah, yeah. This is, and I'm, on, an, for and that I'm Sicilian on to a opening. new opening. Yeah, cool. finish it. I know. What are you I, doing? Well, this one, I was like, Steph. I'm not waiting around for you. You can watch your Hallmark and Bachelor and and yeah. American Idols. So I'm watching Yellowstone now. I,
1: I got into a huge debate about the ending of Queen's Gambit by the way. I can't wait to ask you when you watch it because one of my friends didn't get it apparently. So I just want to see what you think about. Okay, it. But, I mean, yeah.
0: we are due. We are scheduled to finish tonight. <laughs> scheduled, <laughs> sure. No, uh, subject to change. Subject to change. Well yeah. Steph tutors till like midnight. Now oh, usually wow. I'm working until midnight anyway. But sure. So we'll see. Okay. Um, but it, it could happen tonight. All right. Um. Hopefully. Uh. uh you? How often are rematches though? In in it, the fight, um, in, especially like on the regional like scene, boxing, it's all the time. Feels yeah, like.
1: yeah. Well, so in boxing, there's like in professional boxing, there's usually like a rematch clause, which is kind of one of the reasons why boxing's lost its luster a little bit. You can make an argument for because that rematch clause. Um, but especially like on the regional professional scene, there's always rematches just because sometimes
0: fighters can be hard to find. So there's definitely rematches. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how f- common it was in, in MMA. But, you know, you talk about UFC and you're starting to see them, right? I mean, from McGregor and who are some of the big names, you'll get these rematches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other uh, side note before we we uh, bounce back to football, is this is this a big story that Shaq will be here tomorrow? I know we touched on it like a week ago. Well, See, I, I was kinda, way off. I thought he was going to wrestle last week. week. Yeah, so yeah. did I? That's uh, the,
1: the press release I thought that was sent uh, said to me. No, Shaq's getting in the ring tomorrow. So I it's guess. Tomorrow.
0: Yes, tomorrow. Because tomorrow last week, the big story, like actually on Wednesday, was like they signed the big show, right? Correct, yes. And I yes. was like, well, that's kind of weird timing. Would Shaq? Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it turns out big show last Wednesday, this yes. Wednesday at Shaq. I don't know what's going to be next Wednesday. Who knows? But- <laughs> I mean, it seems like
1: every <laughs> single week Tony Khan's bringing something different to the table. So maybe, I don't know. Let it, well, when is the pre-signing, well, the pre-agent signing period?
0: Yeah, uh, right after next week. Leonard Williams is about to be
1: all elite. They're going to bring him <laughs> yeah. out. Leonard Williams all elite.
0: That would be awesome.
1: To, I told you they should have did Urban Meyer that way. They should have brought Urban Meyer out in some kind of storyline.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't fit for Meyer. Like, How does it fit for Meyer? Because do you think Urban Meyer, like, watches wrestling or has a I, – I, I doubt I think, it. I, I think Urban Meyer likes the dialogue of people talking about him. I, I do too, but I don't – it just makes more sense. Like yeah. like if Trevor Lawrence is a big wrestling fan and then yeah. they bring him out there in some capacity, you know, yeah, don't yeah. get him hurt now. No, But, no. Uh, I mean, that would make some sense, you know, just that younger generation no, and uh, you. the whole thing. But yeah. uh, it would be interesting. I mean, I, I bet there's – I bet Tony has like a bunch of ideas mm-hmm. that he would love to kind of collaborate with the two, yeah, but you also got to be a little bit careful too to mix the two. I, I would well, think from a business standpoint.
1: No, for sure, because a couple weeks ago you saw Jacksonville, Jackson Deville. yeah, yeah, you know, and, and he made an appearance. Now, like, I'm not now, sure who was Jacksonville in that. Uh that was Private Party. Okay. That was one of the guys from Private yeah. Party. Who so he had? Uh, there the were heels, yeah, yeah. So he had the suit on. Um, I'm not sure like how that went on a national level. Like, obviously from a local level, like, oh, it's Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sure how the national audience received it,
0: but well, he is pretty it's been a popular mascot yes and the nfl is big enough of a brand that you know what the jaguars are so it's not like some random team mm-hmm. with all due respect it's not like it was you know whether maybe it's the Jacksonville giants or the iceman or the shrimp or even though i mean those brands that you can debate too mm-hmm. but it's the nfl brand true and so if you get a chance to market the jags even just once in a while which i feel like he's done yes he you no, know because he's, he's fought inside the stadium yes so i i think he's brought attention to the jaguars with the wrestling without overdoing it i just no, think he's going to be careful about overdoing no,
1: it so, so sometimes it can be kind of subliminal if you will yeah. um at the end of the day like you might as well take advantage of this right because eventually when we go back to normalcy i mean you, you can be on the road again you're gonna be traveling yeah. arena to arena so since you're at your home base right now
0: by the stadium take advantage of it while you can that's uh that's a good segue right there and going to get into it next but in, in a few minutes do you think we're back to normal in the fall? Alabama's saying, hey, we're expecting full capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Florida, Scott Strickland came out and said, hey, there's the lean toward full capacity. I mean, by the fall, with all the vaccinations going on and everything else, I mean, are, are this is just a gut question sure. uh, that we'll get into. Is it p- possible that. We are kind of back to what we would consider normal. Now, there's other folks who say we might not fully be back to normal until like next Christmas. I'm not talking this Christmas, like next Christmas, like 2022 Christmas. Like, I've heard that. I don't even know who said it, so (laughs) uh, pardon me if it's like. Some far left or right or whatever thing. Careful now. But I, I just uh, I've like which one are do you side like? When is the end of this? Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we stopped this thing a year ago at the Players Championship, when the world kind of stopped, I thought July we'd be back to normal. <laughs> Who you Like telling? last July. Yeah. I was so damn naive. I thought <laughs> it'd be like three months. Yeah. Here we are. We'll be back. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. Why J.J. Watt's decision is a little puzzling to me. It's the we'll Kyle get, Murray effect. We'll get that next. Brent Martineau. How many push-ups did you do in three minutes? Did you try the challenge? Austin Lane. I, I
1: don't need you lactic acid build up when I'm in fight camp. Brent, you kidding me? Take my word for it. I've been more than you.
0: Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. I'm very excited uh,
1: my wife and I are very excited to be here uh, mr. Bidwell Steve everybody here has, has been unbelievable so far and I'm just excited to get started I'm very excited to get started get to work get to know the people of Arizona and uh, to go to work to try and help them win a championship
0: that is JJ watt going to the Arizona Cardinals you know he he had mentioned a week ago or so he's like hey this free agency stuff's kind of fun well he didn't yeah. let it linger too long well no and then the best part is like
1: somebody supposedly leaked his uh peloton account even though it was not his and like he got so offended that he's like no that's not true i don't ride a bike like he like he actually took offense to that and then he posted he's going to arizona in the most jj watt way possible
0: so i i saw the peloton headline but i didn't get the tie so when so was that true like did he no no, it wasn't so even as a Peloton thing was totally inaccurate. It was a, I think it was like a trolling account that put that out there. And yeah. what did they put out there though? Uh,
1: they put out like the JJ Watt profile of his Peloton and then it said like interests or whatever, like Green Bay. Oh, uh, and, like, okay. I think
0: it was like three or four teams. Um, Just real, like in 20 seconds, what was your overall take on it yesterday? Shocked. That was like two seconds.
1: I, yeah. I, I, I was shocked. I, then I didn't he went I, to Arizona. Me yeah, too. I didn't envision him going to Arizona. I
0: think Arizona Cardinal fans woke up that day and were like, huh,
1: this is interesting,
0: but we'll take it. Yeah, I don't I, – I get good with Chandler Jones. But by the way, Chandler Jones is about to be 32 years old. J.J. Watt looks like he's playing at times like he's 35 years old. Yeah. Like this is a big risk for Arizona, don't you think? Um, You know, it, it is definitely a big risk.
1: But, you know, I think this all depends what you think about the Arizona Cardinals going forward. And that's where it comes down to. I think that the way their defense is set up, I think Chandler Jones still has some football left in him. I think Vance Joseph having, you know, a former relationship with
0: J.J. J. Watt, that all came into account here in his final decision. And they got Isaiah Simmons. And yes. I think there's been some good moments for Simmons. I, I think more consistency out of him. He's a super uh, athlete. Yes. In, but I think I think they're going to like him. I think he's going to be a good player. Buda Baker has obviously established himself as a really good player. Mm-hmm. So this is really my – again, you talked a lot about Watt yesterday. But this is my, my thought on J.J. Watt outside of being a little surprised that he went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I don't get it completely because I don't think he needs to be chasing dollars, although that was probably on the high end of what he was going to get. So that part's interesting to me because I thought he'd have a little bit more of a hunger – for chasing the trophy, and this feels like a little bit more of a bank play than it does a trophy play, if you look at the timing of when Tom Brady and the Bucs won, Mm -hmm. it was like the next day or two that the Houston divorce happened, and it just felt to me like, Watts looking at that, and it's like, that guy's got seven of them. I'm one of the greats of all time on defense. I need one. I want one, and so we thought Tampa. We thought Green Bay. We thought one of those kind of teams. Arizona does not strike me as a team that's about like on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, they don't strike. Now it doesn't mean yeah. they can't. We know how the NFL works. Okay, correct. This isn't going to be uh, my vendetta against Kyler Murray. I promise. But <laughs> I'm waiting. But I said this in a conversation yesterday. They have Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. They have DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. They have Chandler Jones, who's been unbelievable. Nobody talks about him, but they've been. He's been unbelievable. They have J.J. Watt, mm-hmm. huge superstar name. They have Buddha Baker, mm-hmm. who I don't know if gets enough attention, but people inside the biz say he's the best safety in the game, mm-hmm. perhaps. Right? Yeah. So you have those guys, mm-hmm. and you know what? No, I get throw Patrick Peterson in there too or not? Yeah, there's some. Is, did
1: they resign Peterson? Uh, I don't think they've resigned him yet, but I mean, we'll we'll wait to see. There was some they early could.
0: talk like he was going to be out of there. Yeah, and then he kind of came out and said. No, I'm not going anywhere. People are wrong. Yeah. So you can put Peterson potentially in Mm -hmm. there. The moral of this story for me is you have those kind of players before you even get to everybody else they have. Mm -hmm. Oh, Isaiah Simmons, by the way, you could throw in there. Yep. And they might finish dead last in the NFC West. It's possible. Seriously, they might finish dead last, man. I mean, they got the Rams are what? Probably the favorite. I, I would say so. Yes, for sure. Seattle. Let's assume they have Russell Wilson. Well, it's assumed As, that they're
1: not a, they're not a mess right now in the locker room. I mean, I, they're, they're,
0: they're there's a fire. Lot. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's stuff going on, but they've they've been a consistent nine to ten to eleven game winner. Yeah, for the last decade. Yeah, and I don't even even when they're not great, they still win those kind of games. Sure. And then San Francisco, a lot of people think will rebound because of the injuries. You know, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They lost everybody due to injury. I understand the Garoppolo thing still. A, I'm not predicting right now. Because there's there's too much unwritten mm-hmm. about like what the rosters look like. But we could get to April when the schedule comes out or closer to the season. And I wouldn't be stunned if a lot of people predicted them to finish dead last in the NFC West. It's mm. the hardest division potentially no. in the game. It is. But at the
1: same time with San Francisco, who's their quarterback going to be? How are they going to replace Trent Williams if they don't bring him back? Uh, what's the plan at the cornerback position? Because Richard Sherman is up for a new deal, and so is Jason Barrett. So you're essentially missing your starting corners on each side, which is obviously a big detriment. And you've lost Robert Sala. So while San Francisco is always a competitive team, they could be when they're healthy. I'm not sure right now if they're a better team than Arizona.
0: Yeah, well, and and there's a a couple of things with Arizona too. Is you know how good is Kingsbury? Mm-hmm. You know, where's Kyler Murray going to go from here? He's been good, but his second half of last year was not great, right? It started off as an MVP candidate kind of season, and yes. then it's like people caught on, it felt like. Mm-hmm. So where's that marriage going to go? Uh, and then I think it's, I've had this curiosity about Houston, by the way, last year, mm-hmm. where I just don't think J.J. J. Watt's even close to the player he was. And you could start to wonder, leaving about a Chandler Jones who's had that much production and is now 32. So, like, I I don't mind the all-in nature of this by Arizona. They feel like they got a little bit of a window on defense. They'll probably only get better on offense, you think, with the maturation of Murray and the system and and everything else. And they got DeAndre Hopkins locked in now for a long time. Yeah. So they can't be bad on offense, I wouldn't think. Uh, This is an all-in play on the defensive side of the football to say, hey, we got Jones and we got Watt, and and we're going to hopefully get, even if we get 80% of what they've been, we're going to be pretty good. Yes. I just don't know if. The questions you just raised about San Francisco, I I feel like I could raise those questions about a team like Arizona, even based on two of their star players like Jones and Watt. I just don't know if you can pencil those guys in for 25 combined sacks. So, yeah, the the way I see it, listen, like as far as a competitive team in Arizona,
1: are they the favorite to go to the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Are they top five in the NFC? Uh, Up for debate. But I see a team in Arizona last year that was literally one game away from going to the playoffs. Now, if a if a healthy Kyler Murray would have showed up, maybe that would have changed. But unfortunately, he That's was true. hurt. So when you ask yourself, like, do you think the the Charger uh, the I'm sorry the Cardinals are surging up or surging down? Like, I think they're trending up. I, I really do. I think you have a team that finished top five last year in team offense, and you have a defense last year that, in a lot of numbers, finished around the top ten. Like you, you can't deny that. And for the for the most part, there's a, a good nucleus of those guys coming back, and they still have to resign some guys, a la Patrick Peterson and things like that. So, if you put it all together, and you say, do you like the Cardinals going to the playoffs and possibly going to the Super Bowl? I think there's worse spots to go to. And I think that playing in a defense where you know what you're getting into with Vance Joseph as opposed to maybe going to Green Bay where you maybe have to be the guy because I'm not sure if the Green Bay Packers have sold him Rashawn Gary yet, where Watt's got to play 50, 60 plays a game. I think he's going to Arizona where it's like, hey, this is what I can give you, Coach Joseph. Um, we're on the same page. Let's go from here.
0: Yeah, I, I could see from J.J. Watt's standpoint, from defense and teaming up with Chandler Jones and saying, hey, I don't have to do as much. Sure. Now, keep in mind, he also played around Houston with Whitney Merciless, who was very underrated. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, was he a Jags killer? (laughs) Uh, And Clowney. You know, Clowney was up and down. But, I mean, he had formidable people on that front. And even, go back a little bit, Vince Wilfork. You know, not, not like J.J. J. Watt was doing everything by himself. J.J. J. Watt's tremendous. I'm, this isn't taking anything away from J.J. J. Watt. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, surrounded by pretty good players on that Houston defense, I think as a whole their defense underperformed mostly because of what was in their secondary a lot of the times and just kind of didn't live up to what they could have or should have been. So this won't be the first time he's around good players. But I think from J.J. J. Watt's perspective, I get the whole, hey, Chandler Jones has been pretty darn good too. This is yeah. a good fit for me. I just don't know if I get... See, I, I would definitely put them on the outside of the top five to go to the Super Bowl in the know, NFC. Uh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean... So I, then, well, who, let's roll off. Uh, uh, Green Bay? Green Bay. Tampa. Uh, Tampa L.A. Uh, L.A. Oh, Rams, right? Sure. Adding uh, Stafford. Yeah. Um. I would... It's too hard to put New Orleans in there, right? Oh, uh, you don't know what You just yeah. can't put New Orleans. You can't do it right. Um, I would probably... Here's where I would... Let me ask you this question. Yes. Dak Prescott goes back to the Cowboys. Who do you, who would you put more money on to be good, Dallas or Arizona? I'm I would ta- put Dallas. See, I'm taking Arizona. Really?
1: I'm, I'm not sold on Mike McCarthy yet. What happened this past season, I get Dak Prescott was up. I think there's other pressing needs, Ezekiel Elliott, all that stuff. So I'm taking Arizona.
0: And And by the way, I still think like right now, even in their division, I would take Seattle. And we'll see how it shakes out in San Francisco. But San Francisco is a better defense in Arizona if they've got everybody healthy. Who's their quarterback, though, Brian? Uh, well, even Garoppolo is, is – Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. I mean – yeah, but they're talking about they might get rid of him and draft somebody. So like, that's I why, mean, I mean, it's, it's an incomplete study, right, yeah. because we don't know. But I'm just, I am have to assume right now that Russell Wilson's on Seattle and no, that Garoppolo's on San Francisco. No, and doubt. if both of those things are true, I think both of those teams are better than Arizona, even with the addition of Watt. I really do. Like, I'm not just saying that. I genuinely sure. do. I think all three of those teams, given those situations, are still better than Arizona. Like I think getting out of the NFC West basement is... is more difficult than anything. It's as, such a good division. That doesn't yeah. mean is a bad team. It's just that good of a division.
1: Well, as far as coaching is concerned, I definitely trust San Francisco better. But I, I'd take Kyle Murray over Jimmy Grapple any day yeah, of the week. I think week. most so, people
0: would.
1: And I trust the offense, I think, even more uh, in Arizona than I do in San Francisco. And as far as defense is concerned, I'm not sure the defense is going to be this year for the 49ers just because Salah's gone now. So yeah. they have to revamp that. And, and once again, I can't reiterate this enough. If San Francisco's in a market for a new quarterback, well, then that's very telling. Like, I can't trust a team that is not satisfied with their quarterback right now. I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, if they, I mean, if they were to bring in a veteran guy, you might feel okay about him. If they bring in a Trey Lance, then you're going to be kind of wondering. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just, if if J.J. Watt had gone to Tampa, yes. I'm like, oh boy, like <laughs> if they lose Shaq Barrett, right or if they lose or they're going to lose Dominican Sue off the line. If mm-hmm. you, know, you lose some of that you're like, "Oh, it's pretty good replacement." Right? I mean, it's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. If he goes to Green Bay, even if he plays at 70% of JJ Watt, it's an upgrade to their defense. They need help on defense. Well, yeah, their defense is a mess. Yes. yes. so they would upgrade to what already is a very good offense. So if you just incrementally get better on defense, you feel like you're more of a con- I mean, they're already a contender this year. Mm-hmm. If he goes to like a team like Dallas. I feel like okay, it makes them e- even better. I just don't know if going to Arizona put me. over. If we had this conversation last week before JJ Watt picked the team, mm-hmm. what would we be saying about Arizona? Would we say they're top five team to go to the Super Bowl? Or not? And did he elevate them to that kind of stature? Well, no, listen, I don't think Jerry White necessarily, NFC yeah, I, I, was, like,
1: I don't think he elevates them like three or four spots per se, but m- maybe one or two spots if we're being uh, specific here. I, I think he does help. I think from the leadership standpoint, I think from the attitude standpoint, um, he helps them as well, because they always seem kind of like a young team, yeah. right? And then, then they're coached by a young guy. I don't know why he didn't go to Tampa Bay. Cause to me, that's where you would go in a Super Bowl. So that one's a little baffling to me. I think J.J. Watt still cares about legacy, though. Like, we always talk about Super Bowl, Super Bowl. He, he cares about legacy. And, and when I say legacy, I think he wants to play on a pretty solid defense. I still think he wants to put up some pretty dependable numbers, and he just doesn't yeah. want to be the guy by himself. Like, I felt like in uh, in Houston this past year, it was like the J.J. Watt show on well, defense. That's so true. He didn't do that well, but it's just like, you know, they didn't have a lot of pieces around him. In Green Bay, I feel like he'd do the same thing. Expectations would be so high because he goes back to Wisconsin, and it's like, all right, fine a savior to, to help uh, help the Packers' defense. And it doesn't work that way, not at his age. So I think there's a little added pressure there if he went back to Green Bay. I think Arizona's a great spot because, once again, he knows the defense. He's surrounded by guys that can you know help him play to the best of his abilities. And he's not going to be counted on him to, to be the guy and to, to be the savior. He's just a defensive tackle slash defensive end that can get you some sacks.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you better try to get him out of the basement. That's a tough division. Again, it's not really a knock on them. Sure, they have a lot of talent. I think a lot of people would sign up for their talent and, and some blockbuster guys yeah. you know if if you had the, some of the names here in Jackson, you'd feel pretty good. I just don't know if I feel that good in that division. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the vision is pretty stacked up. Yeah, uh, right now, and again, it can change a lot. Garoppolo yep. gets traded away. Russell Wilson gets traded away. Yes. Well, now you're talking about a whole flip. Yeah, you know, now you're talking about the Rams and everybody else a question mark, and now Arizona's sitting pretty. Yeah, and looking like one of the teams to beat, and maybe contend with the Rams. Uh, so it could take on a whole different meaning. Uh, Let's take a break. Uh, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Will we see full stadiums in the fall. Just a gut play here. Uh, What do you think? Alabama says they're leaning toward it. Florida's AD, Scott Strickland, says, hey, we're getting some positive news that that could take place in the fall. Still months and months away. Now a year later in this pandemic. Where do we see sports from a capacity standpoint at the collegiate level, professional level, and beyond? Let's discuss it when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Jumping Jacks, House of Food, our restaurant of the day here on ESPN 690. Yes, Alex Smith was one of the best stories in the NFL this year. Comeback player of the year. It was so cool to see him out there. Uh, But this is where the story ends for the Washington football team. Guys, you want to talk about a potential, potential place he could land? I mean, obviously, you're going to have teams interested if he wants to play. I would keep an eye on the Chicago Bears uh, simply because of Matt Nagy. Uh, His, obviously, role there as the head coach, the former coach for Alex Smith in Kansas City. They still need a quarterback would make some sense. It is what we do, isn't it? Mm. We just connect dots. Nagy was here. Meyer was there. (laughs) I mean, that's what we have. Like, that's the evidence we have. Is that Dan
1: Orlowski? No, that's Schefter.
0: Dang. That wasn't Schefter? Rappaport.
1: I was Rappaport. Ah, uh, missed it by I that much. I, didn't, I guess well, I, didn't I was going this is a this is a very calm Dan Arlasky because usually, like I said before on the show, he's defending himself and yelling, but it seemed a, a little more calm. I should have known it wasn't
0: him. That was bad. I was half listening. I should have got Rappaport. My yeah. bad. Um. Yeah, Alex Smith. I like I said, you talked about it a lot yesterday. I've already shared my thoughts cool. on it weeks ago. I mean, cool. I, I thought it would be a good play on the Jags side to investigate it uh, from a mentor standpoint. See, I, I, you know me, I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew. Yes, I just don't. There's there's something fiery about Minshew, and and this is unfair to him. But there's something so fiery, and I want to play, and I think I should be playing, and that that I don't look at him as like a mentor. And and at the same time, well, he's he's like in his third year. So, I mean, it's hard to be a mentor in your third year. You're you're trying to play, man. You're trying to learn as well. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I think it's a little bit unfair to Minshew. uh, Like, I've kind of characterized him that way in my own head. You take a guy like Smith. Well, he fits it. He's 36, 37 years old. He's at the back end of his career. He's kind of like he gets it. He knows. But at the same time, so it makes sense for me from a Jags perspective. Yeah. uh, What can I teach Trevor Lawrence to make him even better. I'm not even sure Trevor Lawrence needs help at this point, acclimating to the NFL. He's played so much football. But what kind of knowledge can I give this guy that will help him for the next however many years? What kind of knowledge do you think Alex Smith gave Patrick Mahomes that has helped him so much? Not necessarily make no-look passes, but helped him in his growth, his development that he'll take on for a long time, I think the answer to that is probably quite a bit. But keep in mind, though, it's
1: different because Alex Smith was the starting quarterback. He was, yeah. you know, yeah. And Patrick Mahomes was the backup. So, like, Mahomes had time to learn. He, he had yes. time to sit behind Smith and learn. Um
0: but you learn you know, in the meeting room. That's my no, point. No, like no, Alex sure. Smith's a meeting room guy. He's not on the field. Like to me, you're, you're the acquisition of a Smith or or, or a veteran guy in general, yeah. would be what goes on in that meeting room. What goes no. on in practice after he comes off the field? You know? No, it absolutely,
1: it does matter. And don't get me wrong. Like I think that if Alex Smith was to come to Jacksonville, would it only help Trevor Lawrence? Absolutely. Now it has to be the right price once again. But with that being said, though, like, are we not giving? Trevor Lawrence enough credit because like the Bengals weren't worried about Joe Burrow's backup the the Chargers clearly didn't really care about Justin Herbert because it was Tyrod Taylor like who was and like, we keep on hearing he's the next Andrew Luck uh, he's, he's the highest graded guy since Andrew Luck who was Andrew Luck's backup the first year in the league do, yeah. do we know that I mean I, I'd well, love to know uh, was
0: it Hasselbeck I'm looking it up real might quick. have been Hasselbeck okay and that would be pretty significant if it was but uh, listen this is not a knock on Lawrence. Anybody, anything, anyone that can help you do your job better, grow, uh, give you more. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is very good. He's played a bunch. He's not going to walk into this situation and say, I know everything. Yeah. He just doesn't. He's not going to. Eh? He can be the great prospect, but he doesn't know everything. Yeah. And so anything I can soak up, whether that's Minshew, whether that's Fitzpatrick, like you mentioned in the past, whether it's Smith. Again, I don't think he ends up here because I think he wants to play. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you keep doing this if you don't want to play after that heroic comeback from the leg?
1: Well, and ask yourself this question, too. Matt Nagy, Urban Meyer. Is he more inclined to go to a coach that he had in college or the guy that he had some of his best success with
0: in the NFL? Yeah, but, I mean, we just assume that Nagy was this great, you know, they have this great relationship. Maybe it was Andy Reid and Alex Smith. that I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but you might be right. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll get to the stadiums, full or not, coming up. Plus, Bracketology, Joe Lenardi's going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour as well. It's on the way. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Jump Jack's House of Food, our restaurant of the day.